Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. On December 1st. Oh my God. 25 days till Christmas. <laughs> it's my favorite time. I take a sip of coffee. Sorry. Um, 2022. I cannot believe that this year is just about over. Wow. I mean, hey. The year flies when you're having fun or when you're just as busy as I am. Anyway, my coffee's gonna end up getting cold, guaranteed. Guaranteed, I'm gonna have to reheat that sucker. Anyhow, so, 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 so. Zaku, that's, that's basically what I text my brother on Sunday. Um, Oh, I should get my phone. Where is it? I should read the stats. Uh, it was crazy. So here's my thing. So obviously the week before was Thanksgiving. I didn't do um, any podcast. So I didn't have any commentary on, on Zach Wilson. So here's my commentary on Zach Wilson. I told you all, I told every freaking ass Jet fan, they should not have drafted him from the get-go. They should have kept Sam Darnold. They should have built around the quarterback. You wasted a fucking pick on a quarterback. But no, 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 Joe Douglas had to have his own guy. Cause God fucking forbid you had Sam Darnold. Who, by the way, played a great game on Sunday after not playing for how many fucking weeks? FYI. Just throw, throw that out there. And seeing the smile on Sam Donald's face was awesome because I watched the locker room, um, I wanna say the locker room chat. I don't even know what they call it. But I watched the, 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 coach, the coach's talk, I guess, in the locker room for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And seeing Sam Donald's smile was awesome. Seeing that smile on his face was awesome. Good for you, Sam. Good for you. So the guy that they, you know, they, they, they traded you for to pick, Zach Wilson, set his ass down on the bench, and rightfully so. But I think it's a little too late to sit him. I thought they should have sat him after the debacle at home against New England. But they didn't. Then he came out and they beat the Bills. So everybody was like, oh, Zach Wilson's awesome. Now, I didn't say that he was awesome. And I've said time and time again, they've, they've been winning despite the coaching staff. So I don't think Robert Solly was the only one who made that decision to bench him. And, you know, Jet fans, you can argue with me until the cows come home. But I think Woody Johnson and Chris Johnson had something to do with that. Yeah, I know they suck as owners and they only like the money part and they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to football. We all know that. I mean, come on, Chris Johnson thought Adam Gaze was an offensive mind genius. Please. But I think everybody had to collectively sit down and think about benching him. Now you need to keep his ass on the bench. 
Now his ass needs to be on that fucking bench. What's the purpose of of coming out and saying you don't want to lose the season because your defense is having an incredible year? You put Mike White in there. He does tremendous again. Granted, he was against a shitty Chicago Bears defense. And then you're going to put Zach Wilson back in? What was the point of that now? No, you ride with Mike White. You ride with Mike White until Mike White loses. And then you put Zach back in. Maybe. Maybe. And to all you Jets fans out there on social media posting the stupid fucking picture of him sitting on the bench sulking, you have no idea what he's thinking. Don't win the conclusion in the, in the um, don't win the gold medal in the conclusion jump. Okay? Don't win the gold medal in the conclusion jump. I've seen people go, oh, look at him, he's sulking. Look at him, everybody's looking at tablets and he's not looking at a tablet. You don't know what he's thinking. He could be in his mind, you know, mind's eye, visualizing being on the field and what he would have done or how that play worked. Later on, he looked at a tablet. But don't forget, he was the only quarterback not dressed. If you're not dressed, technically, he doesn't even have to be even be on the field if he's not dressed. He should have really been up in the press box, to tell you the freaking ass truth. He should not even been on the field. That would have been a lot easier for him and his sake. But you don't know what he was thinking. God almighty, some of you are so freaking stupid. Now, back to talking about him, though. I said what they should have done. And then, don't tell me, don't tell me that Mike LeFleur, his playbook for Zach is great. Look at the playbook he had for Mike White. He opened it up. But not only that, look at how quick Mike White gets the ball out of his hands. And when the, when the pocket was closing, he knew when to move. He knew when to throw the ball. He knew when to run the ball. If a play didn't work. Zach doesn't know how to do that. And you can't teach that shit. You cannot teach a quarterback that type of stuff. He either has it or he doesn't. And Zach doesn't. And I said this from the get-go. When you have when, – when the NFL quarterbacks have their, um, their day, you know, I forgot the name of the day, and I don't fucking care what it's called, okay? Um, their, NFL, their NFL day when all the scouts come and the, scout, the scouts come and the GMs and the head coaches come and watch them, you know, make throws without the defense there. How dumb are some of you to believe that when it's all scripted plays he's showing you without – facing an actual defense, you're going to fall in love with a player like that? I think it's their pro day. That's what it's called. In Zach Wilson's pro day, he made the same fucking throws that Sam Darnold knows how to throw. Okay? But you're going to fall in love with him at a pro day? No defense coming at him. Um, it's safe to say when the defense comes at him, he is clueless. He is scared. He has no idea what to do. He's like a deer in the headlights. 
That's how Zach Wilson looks. And he's always looked that way. Now, I will say this. He's had some great comeback wins this year. And he has brought the team back to a couple of them. But at the same time, the defense was carrying this team. The defense is still carrying this team. And you see how lost Zach Wilson is without Brees Hall. Brees Hall, not in the lineup. He's lost without him. Totally. Zach Wilson can't get the ball to Elijah Moore, but Mike White can. Mike White saw that he was open. Boom, touchdown. Garrett Wilson, by the way, I told you, I'll tell it again. Elite wide receiver. Elite wide receiver. Elite. Top five. He's going to be a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Without a doubt. But he can't. Zach Wilson can't move the ball around. Do you see how many other wide uh, um, other receivers got the ball on Sunday? I believe it was over ten wide receivers. Ten, not even just wide receivers. The t- um the tight ends too. But look at he got the ball and he gave it around to everybody. And even the rookie running back that came in got over a hundred and five yards rushing with Mike White. That would never would have happened with Zach Wilson. Never in a million years. And Zach doesn't take constructive criticism. You can tell because he, he's an egomaniac. Not as an egomaniac, not as egotistical or narcissistic as OBJ, which I'll get to in a minute. But I don't think Zach Wilson's a franchise quarterback. And I think the Jets will be fucking stupid if they go back to him right away after Mike White. You don't put Mike White in, win a game, and then playing your next two tough teams on the schedule with Zach Wilson. Then what was the fucking point of that? Just benching him for the hell of it? No. You want to make the playoffs. You are close to making the playoffs. You're in the the hunt for the playoffs. I'm not going to say you're in the playoffs. I'm going to say you're in the hunt for the playoffs. You need to continue riding Mike White. If you don't, you're stupid. And then I will tell you this. The Jets coaching staff will look fucking stupid if they take him out. You ride him until he loses. And then you make a switch. Zach Wilson can learn a lot by sitting there and watching. He can learn a lot. And he needs to sit there. I don't care if he was drafted second, drafted ninth, drafted 29th, drafted 99th. I don't give a shit. That should not come in your head when you're trying to make coaching decisions. When you're making coaching decisions, you do what's best for the team, not what's best for the player. What's best for the team. So, yeah, I mentioned OBJ. OBJ has to be the most egotistical, narcissistic NFL player I've ever seen. What a fucking drama queen he is. He gets kicked off a plane because he doesn't want to put on his fucking seatbelt. What, you think you're too good for the fucking seatbelt? Put on the damn belt. When you go up in the air, the stupid thing's going to be shut off and you can take off your belt then. In and out of consciousness. Yeah, that's because he's probably drunk. He probably drunk. He probably got drunk, half drunk, before he went on the plane. 
and the Giants may want to take him back. Hell no, I wouldn't want him back here with you. Wouldn't you want him here with Daniel Jones? <laughs> I'm gonna say this: He's never done anything to make himself look elite. He did not help the Rams win a Super Bowl. He was there at the right time at the right place. That's why he won a Super Bowl. He's not an elite wide receiver. And when he comes on your team, he comes with baggage. You want to deal with that shit? That's your problem. But I would never want him on my team, period. Period. And Jefferson um, on the uh, Vikings. How freaking awesome is he this year? He's leading the Pro Bowl uh, voting, by the way, too. How awesome is he? Ah, my God. He's amazing. I'm still saying the Vikings are my surprise team. I'm not going to switch that. Now, I know some people, some people are going to say, you know, the Eagles. But no, I I told you, I already picked them to win the division. So I knew that they were going to be this good. I knew Hurts was going to get them there. Now, you got Geno Smith, you got Jalen Hurts, and I think you should add Cousins into the mix for, for MVP. Those are my three top choices right now for MVP. I did not expect Cousins to look this good, to tell you the truth. You knew Hertz was going to get there. Geno Smith is a surprise that I think everybody is stunned about because nobody ever saw that coming. Don't tell me you saw that shit coming. Nobody saw that coming. All right, so here's the NFL games. Week 12. Um, the Giants, by the way, on Thanksgiving, they gave it a little, they gave it a fight. The Bills got lucky and they pulled it out. The Lions should have won that fucking game. So there's my, there's my view on the Thanksgiving games. So right now, we're going into week 13. I'm not even going to go over week 12 because, I mean, you know, what's there to say? The Browns, though. That was a good win. That's a great win against the Buccaneers. It's a great win. Okay. And the Steelers won, you know, on Monday Night Football, we know. Okay. Whatever. It's over. Now we're going into week 13. So Thursday is Bill's Patriots. I'm picking. I'm going to pick the Patriots. Bears, Packers. I'm picking the Packers. Steelers, Falcons. I'm picking the Steelers. Jets, Vikings. All depends on who the hell is the quarterback is. So I, I'm going to leave that game alone. Jaguars, Lions, I'm picking the Lions. Titans, Eagles, I'm picking the Eagles. Browns, Texans, I'm picking the Browns. Commanders, Giants, I'm picking the Giants. The Giants are going to come back with the win because they really blew they blew it on Thanksgiving. Um, Broncos, Ravens, I'm picking the Ravens. Dolphins, 49ers, I'm picking the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Jimmy J, baby. Look at how he has, nobody wanted him. Remember, he, he's supposed to be traded. Nobody wanted him. The 49ers kept him, and thank God they did, because then, you know, you got Trey Lance got injured. Look at what a great season he's having, too. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. Seahawks, Rams. I'm picking the Seahawks. Raiders, Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers. The Raiders are going to have to blow this shit up. Derek Carr is going to another team next year. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, Chiefs, Bengals. I'm picking the Chiefs. Colts, quarter, uh, Colts, Cowboys. 
I'm picking the Cowboys. Saints, Buccaneers, I'm picking the Saints. I think the Buccaneers are dead. I think they're dead. I think the Saints are going to win that game. Um, so let's see what their power rankings are, shall we? <laughs> power rankings are very interesting to me. Kansas City is number one, as always. Philly is number two. Buffalo is number three. Cowboys are four. Dolphins are five. Vikings are six. Stay the same. 49ers have moved up in the, by one ranking. They're at number seven. The Bengals are eight. Tennessee Titans are nine. Baltimore is 10. The Jets now are back up at 11. They were the following week at uh, ranked at number 15. Commanders have moved up. One, one little notch to 12. The Giants have gone down now. They were at 10. Now they're at 13. Seahawks are at 14. They went down. The Patriots are at 15. Tampa Bay's at 16. The Chargers are at 17. The Falcons are 18. The Green Bay Packers are 19. Whoever thought I would ever say that. The Raiders are at 20. The New Orleans Saints are 21. Then it goes Jacksonville, Detroit, Cleveland, and the Arizona. Steelers are 26, the Colts, the Panthers. The Panthers came up a little bit, by the way. Um, Sam Darnold managed the offense without making any mistakes. Any mistakes. They used to be at, they were ranked at 31. Now they're at 28. All because of Sammy Boy. The Bears are 29. The Rams are 30. The Broncos are 31. Oh, the Broncos are 31 with a who at quarterback again? Oh, Russell Wilson? Yeah, I told you that was going to blow up in their face. Texans are the last team. So just to play it, the NFL draft order, how would that go right now? This is how it's looking. The first pick would be Houston. The second pick would be the Bears. The third pick would be Seattle. The fourth pick would be the Lions. The fifth pick would be the Panthers. The sixth pick would be the Eagles because that's the pick they acquired from the New Orleans Saints. The seventh pick would be Arizona. The eighth pick would be Green Bay. Oh my fucking God. Green Bay would be in the top 10. The Raiders would be at nine. And Jacksonville, still in the top 10, would be a 10. You would have, I'm just going to go and look. New England picks at 18. Um, and then they don't know where everybody else goes. So they have everybody like all wild after, after, pick, after pick. I'll tell you where. Let me just see where it goes. After pick 18, they have no idea where are people going to fall because it's all based on because they're on the player, the playoff teams. But that's the picks right now. That's how it's shaping up. And how interesting is it that because the, the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles have a pick in the top 10 because the New Orleans Saints Gave them a pick. Gave them um, a draft pick. First first round. That's how important your first round draft pick is, people. That's why you don't always want to trade your first 
round pick. You want to maybe trade your second, third, or fourth round pick, but you don't want to trade your first round pick. So if the Eagles win the fucking Super Bowl, not that I'm saying that they are, but they still get a top 10 pick, depending probably on where the Saints fall. How crazy is that? That's crazy shit. Okay, so let me switch gears. I'm going to talk about social media for a second. And some of you guys out there, because I, I posted on Twitter today, but even though it was about a different sport, I'm still going to mention it here. Okay, can you guys just get a hold of yourselves, like you men out there? Actually, you're not men if you're doing this. You're a little boy if you're doing this because boys cower. Um, men don't. Um, when women talk sports and women know sports and women post about sports, don't let it, you know, um, affect your manhood. Okay. Uh, don't get so sexist and then throw sexist comments. Like I posted something about a hockey situation on TikTok. And I have to hear this jackass then comment, when have you ever picked up a puck in your life? Seriously? So you're going, and, and the comment is sexist, number one. It's sexist. Don't tell me that comment is not. But I've heard even other things, other things like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about in regards to football. And I, I can tell you that, that some people have messaged like really like bad stuff. Um that I'm not even going to bother even reading. No, no. Get a hold of yourselves. Now, I understand I had this conversation last night on Twitter um, with some other people in a hockey thread, but it still can be related to everybody. I hate it when TV networks hire women just for the sake of hiring a woman, and they hire a woman that has no idea what she's doing on that broadcast. I love that women want to work in sports. I love that women get opportunities in sports. I want women to succeed at that. I am a woman. I want that to happen. And it should. But can we pick women who, A, deserve it, have worked hard for it, and not picked a woman because of, A, how she looks or how she sounds? Because sometimes how she sounds is not smart. There's a woman on TV. I'm not going to mention her. I'm not, call, I'm not calling people out because I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like making, calling people and mentioning names. But there's a woman on a broadcast specifically, two women actually. And she has the most, she does not know how to interview. Let me put it that way. In between game like in between when the, well the guys are playing whatever sport it is whatever she does not interview she starts off by asking a question blah 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 and then goes oh so let's switch gears now no oh my no the way she does it is it annoys me she's annoying why is she there because they used to have a male guy do that and now they took the job away from the male and put the female there and she looks so out of place totally out of place i can't stand her then 
we have another woman that likes to interview coaches while the game is being played. Why? First of all, whoever thought of that segment needs to need to lose their job. You should never be co- talking to coaches during games. And they do that during hockey games. I know I'm t- this is a football podcast, but I'm going to mention they do that during football podcasts. I'm mean, like, why? But I've seen football coaches being interviewed during games too. You see the football coaches being interviewed at the end of the first half. What do you what do you need to do in order to get you guys get yourselves going? They're just running off the fucking field and you're asking them that question. Let them get in the locker room. It's so stupid. And the sideline reporters are always women. Who sometimes don't ask very good questions. Uh, they just look out of place. Some of them, some of them are really good. There are some that just, they knock it out of the park. But I'm just gonna say this. Can we just hire women who know the sport? Know the sport. Some women on TV, on radio, as journalists, who they're on Twitter and they're, they're tweeting away during the game, say the stupidest shit. And they make themselves look stupid. And then they make all women look stupid because stupid people in this world like to classify everybody together as a whole. Not all women are stupid, number one. Number two, not all women know sports. And number three, the ones that do know sports are always the ones that have to deal with the trolls and the haters because you men out there think it's just a man thing. Like I said before in another podcast, don't tell me that I belong in the kitchen. That's where the knives are, by the way. (laughs) That's my sarcastic remark, usually. Don't tell me that. No, and you know where you belong? I can tell you where you belong. You don't belong watching sports. Half the time, some of you don't even know what the hell you're talking about when you're trying to say trade him, put him in, bench him, look at him. And I read half your comments on social media half the time. And some of you, I roll my eyes out every time. If if people could see how many times I roll my eyes while reading people's men's comments on social after a game or before a game, God almighty, some of you guys are really stupid. Like, no. Why are they going to trade their best player? Why are they going to trade him? Why are they going to sit him? Why are they going to play him? Uh, sometimes, my God, have mercy. So don't t- come at women and tell women, have you ever played this sport before? Have you ever picked up a football? Have you ever picked up a puck? Have you ever done this? You, d- no. I can say the same for you. And if you've picked it up before, then, oh, then you must be the fucking expert. See, we can't use that, like, well, you've never played as an excuse. But at the same time, if you've never played and you've never, I'm going to say this, if you've never coached a team before, whether it be youth, high school, or college, you don't understand how athletes perform. You don't understand the actual athlete itself. You don't understand the mindset of an athlete. 
So judging from being a fan sometimes makes you look stupid, like really stupid. Like, I can't wait to my Friday podcast because there's some things that some people, first of all, stop tweeting athletes negative shit. That goes for, I don't care what sport they play, okay? I don't care. That goes for every athlete. You're not going to help an athlete by telling him he fucking sucks on Twitter. By the way, which is a public forum, which by the way, your your employers can see how you act on social. Your family can see how you act on social. Your friends can see how you act on social. And therefore, the world can see. And then sometimes the world, unfortunately, judges you based on what you tweet and post when they shouldn't. Because half the time, sometimes people just post things because they like it. And they're clueless. Oh, people are very clueless when it comes to posting. I can I can go on about this topic because they own a company and I and I see it all day long. But but yelling at an athlete on Twitter does nothing for the morale of that player. Yeah, 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 they're professional athletes and they should know how to take criticism. I I I agree. But telling him he's a piece of shit on a public forum does nobody good. The point of a fan, the, the way that a fan is supposed to be, you're not supposed to boo your, your players. Giving them constructive criticism is, is fine, but not in a public forum. It does nobody good. And if you think they don't see it, they do. Sometimes they'll go out there on the podium and the podium at the presser and they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I don't I don't listen to outside noise. That doesn't mean they're not reading it. Just because they don't tweet or they don't post and they have an account doesn't mean they're not on there. And like I've said before, every athlete has a burner Twitter, a burner Facebook, a burner Insta, a burner TikTok, a burner YouTube. They have burner accounts everywhere. Sometimes they just use their their own account and they just go ahead and look at things. And they read, they see what you say. Try to be more supportive as a fan. Now, you're gonna say, well, you just you just criticized Zach Wilson. Yes, I did. I criticized him. I don't think he makes a franchise quarterback. But that's not me telling him he's a piece of shit. Two totally different things. Know the difference. I'm not gonna say, you are a shitty person. <laughs> you are a shitty player. You uh, no. That's not being constructive. That's just being hateful. Me telling Zach Wilson, I don't think you have what it takes to be a franchise quarterback because of A, B, and C is constructive. Maybe he does. Maybe if I tell him, I don't think you're this, I don't think you have that, or I think you need to work on that, that's different. That's constructive. See, fans are never constructive when they're criticizing athletes. They're always hateful. That stuff needs to stop. You're not helping your cause either with, with your team by telling him he's a piece of shit. You're making yourself look stupid. Period. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. 
with the Jets. Very important stretch of games coming up for them. Very, and, and for the Giants, very important stretch of games. Which team is going to make the playoffs? Which team is going to be left out? Which, maybe both of them make the playoffs. Time will tell. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you Friday for the Hockey Podcast.